This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. We have this ecosystem and really no one lives in a vacuum, right? When it comes to ads and how you're engaging online in this ecosystem, it really is a customer journey. And that's something that I am really passionate about is this customer journey, creating an experience that's not just on one advertising channel anymore because everyone's on all channels. Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast, where driven women in business learn how to become more bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident. Feel empowered and challenged through inspiring stories and tell it like it is advice for business, life, and leadership. Hey there and welcome or welcome back to the Bombshell Business Podcast. I am your host, Amber Hurdle, and I'm personally really excited about today's episode because if you're like me, you love Pinterest and I design rooms on it and I design events on it and I get ideas on it, but applying it to my business, like I've just never gone there. So today's guest is a super expert in that area. And I like that I'm going to be asking questions from an extreme place of ignorance, because if you're not familiar, we won't be using a bunch of jargon and I'm going to be asking a bunch of questions that you probably have as well. So let me tell you about um, the bombshell that we have on deck today. So I, I, I have practiced her name a hundred times. Let's say if I, if I say it right, Lindsay Shearer, CEO of Pins for Profit and Brand, Brand Ranks Media. So she also has Bankable Digital Agency and her team is focused on running large volume of Pinterest ads and organic and mixed with a cross-channel SEO strategy for e-com brands. Now, if you're already like, what the what? I got all kinds of questions around this. You just stick with me, okay? Lindsay has been featured in Entrepreneur, Fox Sports, Social Media Explorer, one of my favorite uh, websites, Market Watch, and has spoken at events and hosted masterminds around the world. With a background in using digital marketing, marketing for mergers and acquisitions and private equity, also some of my favorite topics. Lindsay's team has helped hundreds of brands reach massive growth and scale. Each year, she is spending over $35 million profitably for clients, and she's addicted to the results. I can only imagine that's like kind of like a slot machine that you're stuck to at all times. I know that's how I got with Facebook ads. Lindsay, welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast. Hey, I'm so excited to be here. I can't wait to explain all the things about Pinterest ads and SEO. All the things. (laughs) All the rundown. Yeah. (laughs) Well, before we even like dive into like the particulars or the tactical stuff, what kind of brands are a good fit for Pinterest? Yeah. So Pinterest is amazing for e-com brands, info products, and coaching. So if you think um, it used to be just kind of mostly women, like 80% women, and now it's more close to, I would say like 60% women, 40% men. So we're really taking all, a lot of new users are men. And so originally I wouldn't take on brands that I felt like would serve men, but now in the last year and a half or so, we've done a lot of things like luxury men, men's watches and things like that, that have done exceptionally well. So fashion does really well, beauty, hair care, those kinds of things for women, any kind of like lashes, lash extensions, 
mom and baby brands do excellent. So if you have like clothing for children, we're doing actually like a lot of, a lot of educational stuff like DIY homeschooling and smart technology that's safer for kids. We're doing a lot of stuff with that now too. Um, but in general, if you feel like your brand, your audience might be on Pinterest, I would definitely say it's worth a try. And then of course, info products. So like if you're running events and you want to do some lead gen and you feel like your audience is either B2C or B2B on there, you have a really good chance of getting some great leads as well on Pinterest. Awesome. Well, it sounds like a large majority of my audience um, should be taking notes on this episode. <laughs> so in, in um, your bio and on your website and everything, yeah. you talk a lot about cross-channel advertising. Yeah. So what does that mean in simple terms? Yeah. So essentially now we have this ecosystem and really no one lives in a vacuum, right? When it comes to ads and how you're engaging online. And so really it is kind of a cross channel strategy in the sense that you're looking at Facebook, you're looking at Instagram, you're looking at TikTok and Pinterest and Google and how people are engaging in this ecosystem. It really is a customer journey. And that's something that I am really passionate about is this customer journey, creating an experience that's not just on one advertising channel anymore because everyone's on all channels. So not saying that you have to be fully omnipresent on every channel, but choosing two or three that are going to be your core places that you really want to represent, your audience is represented well, and you want to really show up well and have really good quality content is very important. And having an understanding of how those channels work together is really what I consider cross-channel marketing because face, even Facebook is more what we consider direct response where mm-hmm. you're seeing results kind of now you're putting your ads up and usually people are interacting now. Whereas Pinterest is more of a, the very first stage in the marketing channel. It's more of what we consider top of funnel or people who've maybe never heard of you before, never seen your brand before. And they're, they're really making buying decisions way ahead of time unconsciously. Right. <laughs> so by the time they see your ad again on Facebook, they're ready to purchase. I see. So when I was doing mergers and acquisitions for a long time, understanding this buying cycle and understanding the buyer psychology, if you can be the first brand in front of them, in front of their face for what, whatever product, service, et cetera, that they're looking for, unconsciously and psychologically, then they have this value of trust, this extremely high value of trust. So Pinterest is exceptional for that. And it's actually a search engine. So people are intentionally going there. They're looking for solutions to their problems. And if you can be that first person that they see, then they are already having this trust factor with you. And so then when you run ads again on Facebook and Google, bam, they're ready to purchase and they have, and they trust you already. I love it. I love all that. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm going to put a pause on Pinterest real quick and I'm going <laughs> to crawl up on top of my soapbox real quick. And I'm going to remind you bombshells that this is why you, you can't just be like, I'm going to create an avatar. And yeah. like, that's so no, you have to know the soul of your customers. You need to truly understand like what emotionally motivates them. You need to understand what other brands that they like, because this cross-channel advertising is truly dependent on it. You, you can't just, you know, do advertising based on wishes and hopes and dreams. Like It really <laughs> needs to be strategic and you need to know where your people are hanging out and what they're into in order to, to be able to do this. So I thank you for explaining that um, much better than I would have been able to um, 
and and I have a question as well. Like this is, I'm I'm going to go into one little funnel of, um, or one little slice of my my audience, my um, customer base. But um, I do a lot of work in the vacation rental industry, and um, and it's a really big deal to try to get vacationers to book direct. So, um, you know, there's, there's short-term rentals that are, you know, STRs that are kind of more urban. Um, and then there are like vacation rental management companies that are really about like destinations and that sort of thing. And it's better for their brand and it helps them like maintain control of that guest experience. Whereas like the OTAs, like um, online travel agencies, for those who don't know the lingo, um, like Airbnb, Verbo, that sort of thing. It just kind of takes away from their ability to truly offer the brand experience that they want. So how could you use Pinterest advertising to encourage people to book direct with the vacation rental management company? Oh yeah, that's an excellent question. Travel, first of all, is huge on Pinterest. Everyone's like saving all the travel destinations and they want that they want to go to. The cool thing about Pinterest is you can use a lot more text in your images. Mm. So I would even maybe list three or four benefits of booking direct. Like maybe it's cheaper. Maybe it's, yeah, you have a better experience. You have, you can immediately, if you have a problem, you can immediately call customer service or whatever. Someone can help you. So on the, on the pins themselves, if I was creating ads for that, I would write some of those benefits and I would write some of those things in the descriptions. And I would also focus on keywords that people are searching for. Maybe it's like more affordable vacations or um, destinations on a budget or something like that, that you could hit those specific keywords of that are more beneficial for booking direct. Love it. Love it. Love it. I'm going to have to like tell some of my (laughs) podcasting friends in that industry that you need to be on their show so they can really go deep, but I wanted to high level it real quick. Um, so, and, and everybody else, like that same advice, whether you're trying to get people to book direct or whatever, like that's great advice for you as well to just know those things. So, um, how do you beat the logarithm? Because I know that each channel has its own little quirky things that you have to try to work around, but how do you do that in Pinterest? Yeah. So essentially you really have to test your creative, which is true really for every channel, but with Pinterest, like I said, you can use more text on your creative, which is great. We also really want to stop the scroll. So we use things that are more brightly colored and make them more vibrant and almost to the annoying point, but <laughs> but it, it works. And then also people don't realize that Pinterest really is a search engine. It is. So the keywords that you're using both in your images and in your descriptions and things like that are really going to make a difference on how people are searching. And then you can also do specific placements. So like within search or within display, those kinds of things. And that will show up where you think your audience is engaging more. So those are very important ways to beat the algorithm rhythm. And then also understanding this buying Pinterest has a very unique buying behavior. Uh, it's a delayed buying behavior. So think about it. You go on Pinterest, say, I always use this example of, okay, if I'm redecorating my living room, we're in the middle of remodeling <laughs> and I'm looking for a couch and I'm looking for a rug and I'm looking for lamps and I'm trying to pick a paint color and I need a, I needed a mantle design and all of these things. So before I'm going to Home Depot and buying paint, or going to uh, rugs.com and getting rug or whatever, I'm going on Pinterest and I'm trying to get this idea of inspiration of what the entire room is going to look like. And so I'm saving pins. I'm creating a special board for this project. 
And then later, maybe it takes me three weeks to make a decision on what all the things that I want, which is the fast time, but (laughs) right. Yeah. Some people is way longer than that. Some people are faster, but essentially you're saving your pins. You're coming back later and you're purchasing like, okay, I'm ready. I've got all the things that I want. I've decided on all my colors. Now I'm going to go back to all those things that I wanted to buy and you purchase. So on Pinterest, you have this delayed attribution, we call it buying cycle, which the average person on Pinterest is 20 days from the day they see an image until the day they purchase. And And are you talking about like where you're, you're linking to your products in the pin, or are you talking about you're doing advertising and then somehow, you know, that they saw it on Pinterest and then they bought from you? Yeah. So there's a attribution window. They call it inside advertising where you can go back and you can look at a sale will be attributed, they say, between a certain time frame. Okay. So if a person saw an ad on January 1st and they purchased on January 30th, it's going to be within that 30-day attribution window that that sale happened. By directly so, clicking on like, because I, I mean, again, okay. I... Yeah, by clicking on it. Well, yeah. Save, saving the image, coming back later and going through and purchasing. Gotcha. Some, some people will purchase immediately on that one engagement. And there's a way to track that inside your ads manager. It's called click through conversions, which are essentially immediate. And then you have engaged through conversions where maybe they see something, they pin it, they save it, they share it, they interact with it somehow, and then they come back later and purchase. So you can see where a person saved, how they interacted with it on there. So, you know, okay, it's, and then also we have reps at Pinterest that can run reports for us and they'll tell us based on the people that are purchasing, how long it's taking them to, to purchase. But on average of all the hundreds of accounts we've ever worked it on, it's about 20 days. Wow. So that's way longer than any other platform. So you have to take that into consideration yeah. when you're creating your offers and things like that. Like we don't run just a weekend offer. Yeah. It's more of a long lead. Yes. It's evergreen things that are longer term, those kinds of things. So then, you know, that when you're creating your offers. Yeah. And then hop over to Facebook if it's time sensitive and then you can use sense urgency and all that kind of stuff. Totally. Now, um, when I used to be a Facebook ads ninja and then it's changed (laughs) 9,000 times and I'm like, I'm not going to be a full-time Facebook ads person, like done with that. So, (laughs) but back then I could, um, really get a lot of analytics and I could, I could directly say this person came from that ad and, you know, everything behind the scenes is super trackable. And, and then I could like maybe do a test run on this particular audience for like $50. And then if that worked and I liked my conversion rate, then I would do like, you know, way more. So how do you go about doing that on Pinterest? Can you do like a little baby budget and then expand once you understand? It's much harder to do that after iOS, just in general. Yeah, true. And attribute. So, but I would say Pinterest is really not the place that I would go to test a new offer because of this delayed buying behavior. You're not sure if you're going to be spending a good bit of budget to figure out where your audience is. I would say Facebook or Google is the place to start for a brand new offer that you need to test your conversion rate. You want to make sure it's actually working. And then once you know it's working, then I would go to Pinterest. And then, yes, you could test more smaller budgets. Okay. Just to, so you know your audience and you get in there, or I'm sorry, you know your product is yes. 
is good and and your messaging and all that kind of stuff. But then testing your audience on Pinterest, you can start small and then grow. Yep. But I wouldn't go there first. Organic is great, but not for ads. I wouldn't say for a brand new product. Got it. Got it. Okay, cool. So um, I know that you probably have limitless campaign strategies considering <laughs> how many customers you have yeah. and how many millions of dollars you spend, but what are like a couple campaign strategies for scaling um, your return on ad spend on Pinterest that like an average, like not techie, not, yeah. um, not ad savvy kind of person can implement? Yeah, I would say the, the lowest hanging fruit is going to be two things. One, if you have a good number of SKUs, so say you had 30 products on your store, I would do the shopping campaigns hands down right away. Okay. And you can, that's the only place on Pinterest where you can do what's called dynamic retargeting. So say you click on a pair of white boots and then 10 minutes later, you see the same pair of white boots keep coming up in your feed. We call yeah. that the retargeting. So I'm always like, you're going to buy my boots or you're never going to stop seeing my ads. Yeah. So- Thanks Freebird. That's how they get on my money. <laughs> Seriously, right? Um, so yes, you can do dynamic retargeting on the shopping. I would do those. Those are easy to set up. You don't have to create your own creatives. They pull the creatives from your website. So those are really fast, low hanging fruit. And then if you're trying to generate leads, say you had an info product or you have a PDF download or something that you could do either just for lead generation, maybe it's free, or maybe you have like a $7 download. We have a $7 download thing that we're running right now. And that's a great lead generation strategy. So those two things would be excellent. Even for e-commerce, a lot of people miss that on e-commerce because when you get a lot of people on your email list, it's so much easier to nurture them even oh, for, for pro- sure. product purchasing. So lead gen campaigns are excellent. Okay. So info products, that sort of thing, you're saying that, um, yeah, get, get like a, um, like an opt-in strategy. Uh-huh. And then yep. move them over to your inbox. Okay. Yep. And then can you retarget those people? Like once yep. you have, mm, okay. I love that. <laughs> Retargeting is yep. a jam. So <laughs> retargeting is where it's at. We're all of our good ROAS that. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's a good, um, so um, I love that term, um, but can you explain yeah. ROAS for the people yeah, that yeah. can sound way cooler to use it that way instead of the full out way? So essentially as you're using a marketing budget, Say you put a dollar into your marketing budget and the ROAS is the, is the term for the amount of money that you get the return on your ad spend. So say you get a return of $2 for that dollar you put in, then you would call that a two X ROAS. So you're getting two times the amount of money you put in. If you got three times, so say for every dollar you put in, you get three times that amount, then that would be considered a three X ROAS. So if you see that number around town, Essentially, it's saying for every dollar you put in, you get $3 back. Yeah. And you like to have, so ROAS again, return yeah. on ad spend. Um, you like to get a 4X return, like that's your jam? That's what, that's what I love, of course. I would say at scale, it's more reasonable now to do like a two and a half to three. Um, if you're doing less budget, of course, it's typically easier to get higher returns. Mm-hmm. So yes, but it really just depends on the client. Sometimes sure. they have, initially, it usually takes the accounts, like I said, because of the delayed cycle, it takes a little bit longer for new accounts to warm up. But I usually say by the end of month two, going into month three, you should be starting to get your ideal, your target goal, which is going to be whatever is profitable. And then from there, we can usually scale more. 
Gotcha. Now, how do you create Pinterest shopping ads at scale? Like yeah. say, say you're, you're getting comfortable. You're like, okay, this is my thing. I'm going to come back and I'm going to listen to Lindsay on the episode again. <laughs> now I'm ready to do this. Like t- what can you walk us through that? Yeah. Yeah. So essentially you would set up a campaign just like you would in your ads manager. So you make sure you have a Pinterest business account, which will show you the ad account ads manager and set up your billing and all those things that you need to do just for baseline. And then you go in and you create a campaign and you would select the shopping objective and choose your budget. So shopping audiences are really, it's, it's an open audience selection. So you're really letting the algorithm choose your right audience for you, which is great. That makes it easier for you. So you would select the automatic option and then choose the product group that you would want to use. So say you have, I usually recommend starting with bestsellers. So if you had, say you had a hundred products and you had 10 products that were bestsellers, I would start with those 10 and select that product group. And then really that's it. You just launch it, launch and you're ready to go. Sweet. Yeah. Okay. I had like 38 questions go through my brain as you're explaining that. So let me, let me regroup here. I told y'all I was just going to like ask all the questions from a sheer place of ignorance. Um, okay. So again, I, I just can compare yeah. to Facebook cause that's what I'm familiar with. Um, so Facebook, when you're running ads, like you really have to stay on top of it because it can careen out of control very quickly. You waste a lot of money. You can like turn on different audiences and turn them off if they're not performing. So what, what, um, what level of babysitting do your Pinterest shopping ads? Yeah, much less, much less than Facebook because of the delayed cycle. So really once you set it up, I would leave it for like 10 days or so. And just see how it does. And you can put a budget cap on there. Yeah. And then just wait. (laughs) After that, then you can start making optimization decisions, which usually include the budget cap is very sensitive on on, um, Pinterest. So making sure that you're giving it a little bit more budget. If it's spending the full budget, then then give it a little bit more budget. Maybe it's $10 extra a day Mm -hmm. so that it's not saying it's not. Otherwise, the algorithm will tell itself it's not finding your audience and then it'll stop spending, which we don't want. So essentially, but it can take a little bit of time to initially find your first audience, but some people it's like the first day they get tons of conversions. Some people, it takes a week. Some people, it takes two weeks. Some people, it takes a little bit longer than that. If they have a more expensive product that people need to think about if it's less of an impulse buy. So yeah, you definitely want to consider that on your budget as well. If it's, if you're normal, say your product is a hundred dollar product and normally people are purchasing it at $50, you want to make sure you're giving that ad set at least $50 so you can get at least one conversion that yeah. day. Gotcha. Yeah. Quick wins. That's what we want. Yes. <laughs> we need to be affirmed yes, <laughs> to totally. feel good about it. Now, what about like, so um, like coaches yeah. or um, like SaaS platforms, things like that, where you, the sales um, cycle, yeah. well, I won't say the sales cycle, but like the actual sales experience begins with like a clarity call or something yeah. like that. Is, is Pinterest a good fit to book those like yeah. demos or anything? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Book a demo. I usually, I mean, we typically do an opt-in strategy to a booked call, uh, at least for cold traffic. If you have a warmer audience and you're doing more retargeting, you can definitely retarget again back towards a book call, but usually Pinterest audience, at least when they're very first being introduced to you, 
we recommend that you do some kind of a good freebie that includes maybe like a video. Yeah. So not, it doesn't have to be like a full webinar or anything, but like maybe a two or three minute video that introduces who you are so they can get a feel for what, it, whatever service it is and build that a little initial bit of trust so that they feel comfortable booking a call with you. Gotcha. And so what about, um, booking for webinars, evergreen or on demand or either? I mean, I I guess that evergreen would probably be better considering the, the long cycle of, of these ads. What would that look like? How would, like, what would you recommend in terms of content or that sort of thing? Yeah. I mean, you want to do like whatever your webinar strategy content is. And I would say people on Pinterest are open to longer webinars. So it doesn't necessarily have to be like a 10 minute webinar or like VSL or whatever you want to call it, virtual uh, virtual sales letter. So I would say in general, if you can just book straight to registration. So if you were going to do a webinar, I would have your landing page focused on book that um, watch the training or whatever call to action that you would use for your webinar. Mm -hmm. But essentially, yes, I would book straight to a webinar. Okay. So next steps on that bombshells. Um, I mean, like you could do that, but then if they don't book the demo or they don't book whatever, then you need to have an email funnel set up where you continue to nurture them, make the ask in order to get them into that demo or that, um, you know, complimentary coaching consultation or whatever it is that you're trying to book. Um, you know, that it doesn't end with like, here's the ad, here's where they go. And then if you lose them, you lose them. Like make sure you have that back end strategy where you don't let them fall through the cracks because people get busy. Right. (laughs) We always shiny object syndrome. Now it takes more touches than ever to get folks committed to things. So it's like seven exposures, I think. Yeah, Yeah, at least, (laughs) at least I think it's like eight to 13, depending on your product. So, wow. I would say for sure, don't feel bad about sending. I used to feel really weird about like sending a billion emails. It felt like, and it would be like once every other day. Now I'm like, okay, three today, because today is the day and you need this, the last day for registration. So don't forget, I forget all the time. And that's why we do do a lot of timers on everything too. So people know, okay, this is countdown clocks. This is going to expire. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You have this many days and that's it. I mean, I've had, I've made purchasing decisions where I was just, I couldn't sleep. I was up, it was almost midnight. And then I see an email come through. I'm like, oh my God, I wanted that. Like, <laughs> and I'm like oh, five totally. minutes before midnight, I get in and I appreciate that. Like, I don't love yeah. crazy amounts of email, but um, you know, yeah. I think the thing that I keep trying to express over the past decade or however, I've definitely in being in business, but um, even throughout this podcast um, for several years now is yeah. um, you're not troubling anybody. Like yeah. the whole point of business, y'all know the, the bombshell business um, dictionary is business means um, you have a problem. I solve your problem. You yes. give me money. So shame on you. If you're not telling people that you can solve their problem because then yeah. they're going to go to somebody else that maybe isn't as good as you or are, you know, uh, maybe unscrupulous or have nefarious intentions and you're leaving them hanging out to dry. So yeah, ask. if you had the cure for cancer, you wouldn't keep it hidden, right? Right. Yeah. But I also need a cure for aging. So yes. let's get on it. <laughs> I need a cure for my lashes. I need a cure for like a million things. So, yeah. <laughs> and definitely my advertising woes. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, so let's talk, let's kind of take a bigger step yeah. back. We've talked specifically 
on Pinterest advertising and having like the business account and everything, but you can't just run ads because people are going to probably, not always, but they might click around your actual account. So how do you come up with a good content strategy to make sure that the other supportive content on your Pinterest account that people are just browsing is backing up those ads? Yeah. And you know, the cool thing about Pinterest is you don't necessarily have to have a full profile. So same with Google. I mean, essentially your website is kind of like your profile really for Google, but I would say the good news is you can run ads without having a full setup profile and everything because people are really looking for solutions via search. Mm. So, but in general, when someone goes to your profile, we always try and make sure that you have boards that are made that look essentially with the same topics of solutions that you're trying to cover. Like, so for us, we have like Pinterest ads and whatever SEO information and stuff like that. And you want to make sure that it's really like on brand. I've seen a lot of clients that we've cleaned up their stuff that they have like a million boards from 10 years ago that have all this random stuff. That's not even really their business model anymore. So, but those, all of those pins have a lot of organic traffic and traction usually. So we'll either merge those together with other boards so that it's like cleaned up and we don't lose that traffic or we'll make them secret boards where essentially like your customers can't see them, but you can see them and there's, and they're, you're not deleting that content, which is great. So, but yeah, I would say for sure you want to have at least a basic board. Maybe it's a blog board or whatever, where you have some general content maybe, and you don't have to create a million new pieces of content. It can mm-hmm. be pointing them to your Instagram page yeah. and to wherever it is that you're hosting your content. Maybe it's your Facebook group or whatever. So you don't have to create a million new pieces of content in order for Pinterest to work for you. And if you're an e-com store and you have products, that's new content. So creating mm-hmm. product pins where you're essentially sharing the benefits and details about your product are great. You can save those anywhere on your profile. So, and people will go and, and look and search for them. I love it. I love it. I'm yeah, definitely more excited <laughs> about Pinterest today than I've been in the past. Um, so th- then what about like for your ads specifically, yeah. have you found that there's a better, um, uh, conversion yeah. when you have video versus a still ad, or is there any, like, yeah. where does video fit into advertising on Pinterest? So it depends on the market that you're in right now in the U S most products are not doing as well on video ads, but on the organic side with the idea pins with that they just launched, which is essentially the same as like an Instagram story. Those are doing great for video. Okay. So, cause they're pushing it. That's kind of like their next thing that they're doing with the algorithm and same they're going to reward you so yes, that it takes exactly. off. Yeah. So yet again, that's why get your house in order. Yeah. And I'm not talking about social media. Those are outposts for your, for your brand, your brand home that you need to set the table for and be ready for your customers is your website. So, yes. I mean, just, she just said Pinterest is like, Oh, we're going to be cool about it now because it's in our best interest. And yeah. if that goes away, you need to have yeah. your house in order. So <laughs> exactly. you still have to have your site. Yeah. And I would say, um, to have test video for sure. I always tell our clients, go ahead and test it, see if it's going to work. And at the end of the day, I can say a million recommendations and things don't always go that way. Sure. <laughs> right. So, but I will say that lifestyle creatives tend to do better in the sense of having a model or a person in your image, modeling your clothes or your jewelry or your hair care products or whatever tend to do better than just regular product images. Gotcha. Okay. 
Um, well, we are getting to that time ish and I feel like I could ask you 9,000 other questions, <laughs> but I'm going yes. to try to, I feel like this was a really great baseline. Yeah. I mean, thank you so much for, I'm glad to help. I feel like, um, everyone has an idea of what does this look like? They have an idea of how can I apply it to my business, like real actual strategies that they can hit pause and go do right now. And then also some ideas of like, okay, well, if this is baseline, then I kind of have a hint at what my future could be as well. So I, I just can't thank you enough for being an incredible guest as I knew you would be. Um, what final parting advice do you have for our bombshell listeners? Yeah, I would say testing really is king in advertising. And there are just so many different options. And if you think you have a great idea or you're seeing somebody else that's having success or appears to having success on any type of campaign, whether it's lead gen or webinar campaigns or just straight to purchase or messaging, I would definitely try that. So you're capitalizing on trends and really just getting out there and testing it. And that's that's something that you have to overcome just as a person, but also in advertising, because it is hard. It's hard to put yourself out there. It's very scary. All the blocks and all the things come up when you, <laughs> when all your baby kind of goes, I still have that. And I've been doing this for 18 years. And we just launched the Pin Ads Academy, which is like a done with you program that people Ooh. have been asking about forever. And I was so scared to do it. I don't know what my weird block was, but now that it's live, I'm like, this is amazing. So, and it was so much more aligned with what I'm feeling and doing and wanting, but it took all of these weird blocks. Yeah. Like we need, you need a coach for everything. So if you're you feeling like, like a weird block, then reach out and get help because that's probably where you're going to have your most next level of success. Yeah. Last yeah. night. Well, all day. Yes. Every Monday I meet um, with Tiffany Knapper. She's also, she does a lot of branding for like creative brands and, and that sort of thing. And she has the up level society. Um, which is a lot about mindset. Yeah. So um, technically we're competitors, um, but you know, I believe in abundance. So I'm, yeah. we, we never worry about that, but I spent our, every Monday we go to like a, you know, sexy hotel lobby or something like change up the environment. And we cool. have get it done days where we do all of the work that you don't want to do in your business, like budgeting, like behind the scenes, website crap, like all yeah. the stuff that's like not fun. We do yep. it together so that we can you know, have fun and be with yeah. each other and, you know, suffer together. Um, and then last night I hung out with my friends, Kirby and, and Brittany and, you know, just at dinner, we're talking about business. We're talking about all kinds of things. And I just, I, you know, I, gosh, I feel like all the time in my social media and all the time on this podcast, I'm constantly saying, watch who you hang out with. Pick yeah. the right people to hang out with, because if you are feeling those ways, even if you can't afford a coach, if your squad if your bombshell squad is full of bold, brave, unwaveringly confident female, which is the definition of bombshell, then, then you're going to, they're going to rub off on you. Yeah. And even when, like I said something, I was texting um, a friend slash client and I said something and she was like, oh, if I said that to you, here's what you would say. And I was like, okay, I'm going to eat my own cookies. So make sure that you have friends like Lindsay, that you have friends that will hold you to the fire and be like, get your product out there. People need it. Get up on Pinterest. People need it, et cetera, et cetera. So you have, um, speaking of, uh, lead generations, we never hide what these things are. <laughs> You're always welcome to the opt out, but you do have like a free ad setup download that, that people can access, right. To just kind yeah. of like walk them through this after listening to the episode, where can they find that? 
yeah, pins, the number four profit.com. We have an awesome free download. Then we have a really cool $7 download. That's like an amazingly detailed step-by-step process, like with the shopping ads, all those things that you guys were asking about setting up your audiences, all those kinds of things are on there too. So there's a lot of great resources. We do live events all the time. We have another big one coming up uh, next week where we're going to actually sit down and walk through setting up your account and making sure that you have the different pins and boards and creative best practices and all those things so that you really can learn how to do it. Because otherwise it is a little confusing and frustrating and removing those barriers to entry is critical and so important, especially for us successful women entrepreneurs as well, who we struggle, you know, you're wearing a million hats and there's a lot of things to do. And, and uh, cheers to you mamas out there. I have all adult children now, but I've been there and I'm just like, listen, my dog interrupts my work day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So just sitting down kind of like walking with that's, I'm all about actionable steps. And so we did create the pin ads Academy. It's a little bit more in depth for if you are really ready to dive into Pinterest or you want to run Pinterest ads for clients or any of those kinds of things. We have a four to six months, depending on how aggressive you want to be program that we really walk with you through it. It's like the highest touch experience that you can get with, with my whole team who are world-class advertisers, not just in Pinterest in a lot of different ways. And so we help you with funnels and just your whole process of getting your ads set up and done and all that kind of stuff. And of course we have done for you. If you don't want to do anything, you just want to have us do all of it. We got you for that as well. Awesome. (laughs) Now, is that something that is always um, open enrollment or do you have launches and opportunities? we, We pretty much, I don't, we have like certain promos and things that we do at certain times for different parts of the launch, but no, it is open. Enrollment. Awesome. Okay. Well, um, again, I don't even know where to begin to thank you for, I just, I, we, we, I'm very protective of my audience, Lindsay. <laughs> like, they don't I, have time. I understand. I understand. They don't have time for fluff. They really need actionable things like, okay, I want to think about Pinterest. Tell me exactly how to do it. And you just crushed it today. So um, I want to make sure that everybody goes, go to amberhurdle.com forward slash podcast with an S, or this will be in your Apple podcast or whatever in the show notes. Um, connect with her on Facebook, connect with her on Instagram, Clubhouse. Um, definitely LinkedIn, y'all. We're business women. Get on LinkedIn, connect with people. Her content will be in there. Spend some time in LinkedIn, Twitter, all the good jazz. We'll link to all the different ways that you can get to the opt-in, that you could get to her website and everything. So um, thank you so much, Lindsay. I just treasure women like you. And I'm so glad that you're in my uh, sphere and circle now. Me too. I'm so excited. I'm ready to go do some fun vacation women's retreats type things. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm in. <laughs> okay, good. Well, we'll we'll sidebar on that. <laughs> I was just so weird you said that because I was like cooking a little Tuesday morning brunch this morning because I've been working my butt off. And yeah. I was like, okay, I've got to get serious about another retreat. Like just, yeah. you know, long, long lead but it's, it's noodling around. So anyways, y'all, I hope this was worth your time. I, I let me reframe that. I know this was worth your time. <laughs> um, and I always appreciate that you spend your time with me and my guests and awesome people like Lindsay, because you can spend your time any way that you want to, including just scrolling through Johnny Depp and Amber Heard videos. <laughs> um, I'm dating this episode now <laughs> all day long, but you're coming to hang out with us and I just treasure you. So thank you for that. Make sure you check out the show notes. 
If you have not liked um, this on YouTube or uh, left a, an honest rating and review wherever you listen to your podcast episodes, that absolutely helps other women, other men, bombshell boys even find this podcast. And um, so that's your way that you could, you know, pay it forward without paying anything. So thank you so much. And we will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Bombshell Business Podcast. Visit amberhurdle.com for more resources like show notes and check out the bombshellbusinesswoman.com to grab my book and download the free bonuses.